Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to episode 3 of G-Spot with TK, Real Hot Girl Shit. We had some technical difficulties on Sunday, so there's some minor delays and a little tweaks here and there um, on this week's episode, but the content was so great. I just wanted to share it with you guys. Hopefully you're able to enjoy. Thanks again for tuning in. Welcome back, listeners. Again, thank you for rocking with me and tuning in weekly. I really cannot thank you guys enough. I'm so excited. We're in episode three, Real Hot Girls. Um, yes. <laughs> okay. So it's your girl, TK, and you are listening to the G Spot with TK, but I have a special guest. And I am so excited to bring her on. I felt that she would be like the number one person for real that I would go to with this episode. She also has a pretty dope podcast of her own going on right now, Conversing with Kerosene. Carrie, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello. Well, first, thank you so much for having me on. And this is Kerosene of the Conversing with Kerosene podcast. And as TK has said, I am definitely down for Meg the Stallion and her real hot girl shit. So I've been kind of living, um, I guess, a hot girl summer since before Meg even came out. That's kind of been my <laughs> I thing. think we all have. So right? She, like, put a, when she put a title on it, we was like, damn, so that's really us. Like, right. that's what we were doing. <laughs> We've already been doing this since Catch Up. So. Right, like you know what I'm saying? We vets in the hot girl summer. Exactly. We we paved the way for hot girl summer. Okay, so man, you know, don't don't think you created that. You have created <laughs> the the jargon for it or the term or the you know the slang. But we paved the way of hot girl summer. Like since Cash Money was taken over for the nine nine in the two thousands, <laughs> we were hot girl summer. Okay, correct. And my knees show 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 me now. Like, <laughs> now. Now my knees, my knees and my back are proof that I am, you know what I'm saying, like Harriet Tubman of Hot Girls. <laughs> been putting out. Been yes, leaving, I don't care been if you y'all way. on my back. I don't care if you y'all on my back from dropping it like it was hot. Okay? <laughs> It's, 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 it's hard out here now to drop it like that. And so I salute you, Meg. But just know that your girl will get down there with you. Now, I might need some help getting up. But I will definitely get down there with you. So what makes a hot girl summer to me is like fully securing your damn self. Like not mm-hmm. really giving a fuck, yo. What people view of you or think of you just enjoying your life enjoying the moment no regrets like bossing up because you know what i'm saying not mm-hmm. only are you out here living your best life you're cutting a check at the same time exactly and you look the part you look well you feel the part so to me that's a hot girl summer so what's a hot girl summer to you yeah i would totally agree with that i think that um people have kind of misconstrued hot girl into being hope and I don't feel like they're one and the same. I feel like you can completely have a hot girl summer and it has nothing at all to really do with men. Like, sure, you can be dating and whatnot, but for the most part, you can be married and have a hot girl summer. You know, it's more so. I definitely agree. I definitely agree. It's like almost every time we have something going on, Mm-hmm. It's in relation to to men. I remember when uh, Amber Rose came out with the what was her campaign? The I know it was like walk. no. Oh, of course, a slut is a negative term, but that's not what she meant. She didn't right. mean like a woman um, sleeping around with a lot of different men, or you know, using her body to 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 make it or whatnot. It was just the term that she used in reference to no no women shaming. You know, right. like. You can be sexy, you can show your body, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you want or thrive or need the attention of a man. Correct. You could just be fucking feeling good for the day and hell want to be on there, you know what I'm saying? Twerking it for the gram. Yes. Like, just because you're twerking it for the gram or you have on some revealing clothing doesn't mean you're thirsty or in need of attention. You could just damn well be feeling good and feeling yourself and want to show the world. Correct. And I think you hit it on, like, it has nothing to do with men. But at the same time, though, 
with a hot girl summer, you are checking these niggas. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and you are realizing your worth and you are letting them know to add text and you ain't settling for nothing shorter right. than that. It's always and put on next season. So it's yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's not about y'all, but please don't get it twisted. It's we will correct y'all at the same time. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> just we just want to clear that up. You know what I mean? Because yes. don't think you just gonna step to a to a girl or woman. And and be half stepping, like bring your A game, especially when she's on her shit. Bring your A game, exactly. Because if you're not, you will get sent right back to where you came from, <laughs> quick and quick, quickly. Okay, okay? <laughs> quick. So, are you single? I am. I have been single since last year, around April. I went through a breakup and. I'm going to say that he didn't really accept our breakup until maybe like <laughs> July. So I say that I've been single since April of 2019. He might look at that differently. Not really my problem. But yeah, so since April of last year, I have been single. And until April of this no, I say maybe about March this year. That's when we went into quarantine. Yeah, I was definitely having my fun being single and enjoying it and not really looking to get into another relationship anytime soon. But now I don't even know whether or not that's something that I've thought about because we've been quarantined and can't really meet nobody. So I don't know. And that's what I was going to yeah. ask you. So pre-COVID, how mm-hmm. was dating? you like was it easy to date did you meet most people online like what would you say about dating yeah so pre-covid um dating for me was easy it was a combination of things like I didn't go out like every single weekend but I might be at like a happy hour on like a Friday or I might go to brunch with my girls on like a Sunday and do Sunday fun day And so in the process of all those things or concerts and events and whatnot, I would meet people in person, you know, like, I guess the old fashioned way, if you will. And then there's also the people who slide in your DMs on Instagram or on Twitter or, you know, Facebook Messenger or whatever. So there was a combination of meeting people in person and online I wasn't on any dating apps as of yet, um, or I guess of that moment. And so it was just pretty much meeting people organically, um, be it, you know, mutual interest and making them kind of come to my DMs from that or meeting people in person when I was out. But now, post-corona. Yeah, post-COVID. Okay. So what's <laughs> so post-COVID, it's just been a whole lot of random people jumping in my DMs. And and why do you think that is? I, I'm gonna tell you why I think that I is. Think so they... let me give you a little back let me give you a little backstory about me. Um okay. I put you on the spot, but I'm I've also been single for over a year now. Mm-hmm. Um oof, almost going into yeah, it'll be going into two, two years almost, kind of sort of, I guess. Yeah, about a year and a half, actually, just hypothetically speaking. Um And the situation was unfortunate, but I mean, it is what it is. But with pre-COVID, for me, I've I've never wanted to really jump back into a relationship. I'm not the type of girl that dates a guy and then when I get done with him or we're done or we're calling quits, I run and jump to the next relationship. Yeah, I kind of like to always take my time and kind of just like recollect, you know, on that relationship Mm -hmm. and just take some me time to focus on me to to put put things in perspective for me yeah um whether that be a career goal a fitness goal or just a personal goal like I want to read three books this month or something like that you know what I mean so yeah it's just always my time to to get TK in check you know they always say the women glow up that's always my time to do, go through a little glow up because I feel like when you're in a relationship a lot of times even if you are keeping yourself up and you are going you know, you are going out with your girl, home girls. You kind of take a step back from some things. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I'm always going to have my nails done. I'm always going to have my hair done. That's just who I am. Like, correct. I, I'm always going to be fly. But I, I think you kind of don't 
hang out as much, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you're kind of not, you, you don't dress up as much. Like, you know, you get yeah. comfortable with wearing like your, your workout clothes or in certain things around the house. Like, I think during that, when you break up, that's your time to get fly, you know, to put your clothes, pull some things out the closet you haven't worn in a while and Freak put that nude about yourself. Um, yeah, so that's that's the period that I went through. So pre-COVID for me was just enjoying myself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Getting out, going to bars, going to brunch, going to happy hours, concerts, uh, traveling, um, just enjoying life. Mexico, Miami, the A, like last summer for me was, was a blast, okay? Yes. <laughs> to say the least. Like I was all over the place. I think I spent... I don't know, maybe two weekends in Nashville for last summer because every weekend, every week, I was somewhere. Yes. And so, so, so yeah, that was pre-COVID. But post-COVID has been, like you said, a lot of DMing, a lot of text messaging, a lot of people reaching out um, on plenty of social media platforms. I took a bet earlier this year and joined a couple of uh, online dating sites. And girl, I didn't last a week. (laughs) What happened? This sounds like it'll be a good story. Oh my <laughs> god, it is. It's gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna go into that deeper. I, I have an episode where I wanna kinda kinda go into that. But mm-hmm. I'll I'll tell you this. For me <laughs> on the dating site, I don't think I'm gonna find what I what I'm interested in and what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And I, I I feel like you can't really get to know a person off of three or four picks because a lot of them, you only have about three or four picks in a short bio. And a bio is maybe four or five sentences long mm-hmm. and your location and your age. Yeah. Um, And of course, you are looking at people who are interested in people like you or have some similar interests because that's how the dating profiles are set up. But yo, so I was having this conversation with one dude. You know, I thought he was an attractive young man. He had a suit on um, on one of his pics. Look artsy, laid back, cool. Mm-hmm. You know, handsome or whatever. We having a conversation almost every other day, like long FaceTimes, you know, or just conversations on the phone or texting or whatever. And the more I got to, to talk to this young man, the more I realized what? Like, what is, this is not the person in the profile. Like, um... He was not, he had, okay, the, the number one ticker for me was he didn't even know what LinkedIn was. Oh, gosh. <laughs> How and old I'm thinking, was he? Right. So that was my thing. He was the early 30s, maybe about 32, 33. He did not know what LinkedIn was. Like That's a problem. He was, because I said something one day at work, and I was like, oh, on my LinkedIn. And he was like, what's that? And I was like, you're joking, right? <laughs> and he was like... <laughs> It and he was not. like, no, what's that? And I was like, it's a professional website. And I said, you, I said, professional networking website. And I said, and you are telling me that you are interested in getting another job and you hate your job and you're trying to move forward in your career and you don't know what LinkedIn is. Right. And then, girl, we had another conversation. And I was like, so what happened to your previous job? And he was like, man, they started tripping or whatever. And I was like, tripping about what? And he was like, Man, first of all, it was downtown. You know where I live. And so I'm having to commute all the way downtown. There was no parking. I had to find parking or pay for parking somewhere. And so they were talking about being late. I was like, oh, so you could never be on time to work? And he was like, right. And he was like, so that let me know priorities are not fucking in check. Like, you legit lost your job because you could not be down. You could not be downtown on time to go into your office for work. You knew the job was downtown when you took it right, sir. Right. Um, you do know there are shuttles and everything because I also work downtown and I park at a shuttle and I get to work on time uh, and, and I have to drop my son off and you're a single ass man with no kids. But OK, so, yeah, so that was yeah, like him and like one or two other guys that went straight from, oh, my God, I think you're beautiful to what's up? Can I come through or you want to come over? That was it for me. Yeah, because that's I was no way to date. No, I felt it was a thirsty type of thing. And I also felt like people create who they, like the picture showed me a professional, young, established man. The conversation showed me an immature boy. Right. And at first, like I said, we talked for a while. So I thought, oh, this guy's cool. But it was a front. And the more you get, I got to talk to him. I was like, oh, this dude is trash. Mm -hmm. His representative faded quickly. 
quit, girl. And not to call, you know, him trash on that standpoint, but trash <laughs> in, in a reverence. Because I don't want to come off like, oh, this bitch, you know, but. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Not trash like that, but to, to me and what I'm looking for, trash trash is not saying trash. Trash meaning that I'm putting the situation in the trash. Like, it's a done deal. Right. Um, It was over. So that that was the pre-COVID and post-COVID, like I said, I've, I've connected with a few people on social media and DMs and things like that. And who knows where it's going to go after all of this is, you know, over a little bit, because I feel like it'll never really be over. Right. It'll just get kind of lightweight where we feel comfortable. So who knows where to go? But yeah, as of now, I guess we can both still say we're single. Yes. <laughs> so you hear that? You hear that, guys? We're We're single, you know. But again, have your A game and, you know, don't try to come to us with no mess because I'm telling you, she's not with it at Mm -mm. all. And she's not either. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yep, yep, that's not what we're doing. So let's talk about Meg. So I know Meg is your girl. Mm -hmm. So besides me and you have similar um, experiences and just our personalities being a lot vivacious, crazy, silly, you know, say what we want to say. I know that you ride for Meg. Like, I feel like when it comes to Meg the Stallion and I think of a person who's like a fan or who really goes hard in the paint for Meg, I think of you. So, (laughs) um, Meg being single, young, in the spotlight, like, Mm -hmm. how do you feel with her imagery? Don't you think sometimes that people like go in about her twerking and her dressing and stuff like that? Yeah, I think that with Meg, um, there's a lot of things that are misconstrued. And what I like about her in particular is, because don't get me wrong, I mean, I'm a fan of female rap. I like anything where women are talking with confidence and being <laughs> empowered. You know me what I'm too. saying? So going back to Lil' Kim, you know, even... Trina before she got canceled for being ignorant and <laughs> girl you know, Foxy Ugh. Brown um, Cardi B you know even the city girls like I think that Meg sometimes gets lumped in with them because she does have some of those aspects but then I think Meg also has the aspect that like the sweetie is like coming with as far as you know she's been to college and been working on her degree and if you listen to Meg she actually has a lot of sense and then she comes up with other things to get people involved like when she did the beach cleanup you know and talked about how people need to start recycling more and people should be mindful of the treatment of black women and things of that nature but people ignore that side of Meg and only stick to the drive the boat, taking shots and twerking on the gram and twerking in all her concerts type <laughs> image instead of letting her have both of those lanes. Because like but isn't that what they do to most female? Lines. But isn't that what they do to most female artists or rappers or singers or whatever? It's like the image yeah. that they see that's all and, and even even if you're not famous, I say females in general, the mm-hmm. image that you see, that's who that person is. That's, right. that's all you know is what you see and I'm like man as a woman a black woman we have so many different layers we right. have so much in depth to us versus just what you see on the gram or exactly. if you see us out in public and we at brunch you know making our ass clap at the table okay <laughs> yeah you know but still we have so much in depth like we're we're a college degree. Here I am, two degrees. I have my MBA. You know, I'm a mom. I've been in the logistics industry for over 10 plus years in mm-hmm. operations, strategic sourcing. Like, yeah. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to give you a resume on Instagram. That's not what I'm on Instagram for. Right. I'm on Instagram for the twerking, the laughing, the good times, the mm-hmm. pictures while I'm out with my homegirls, the the trips, you know, the pictures of trips, the the holidays, the birthdays, you know. That's what I want to show you yeah. on social media. I'm not on social media. Now, LinkedIn, you see all my accolades. You see all my accomplishments. You see all my degrees. You see what I'm working with. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I don't have to convey that to another platform for you to respect me. Right. And but I even, think that's... Oh, go ahead. go ahead. Well, even on 
Instagram, though, I mean, I feel like there's enough posts for both me, Meg, you, and a lot of our other friends, you know, and family members or whatever that show that we're multifaceted. Because even though we're posting, you know, the cute selfies and us being out traveling and being, you know, at brunch and whatnot, there's still moments where, you know, you're posting quotes or things that show that you have a deeper side. You're posting mm-hmm. workouts, like you're posting trips with your son, like you're posting other things that say, hey, this person has a more well-rounded image than what you just want to pick out. Same as me, same as Meg or whatever, but people only want to hone in on what they want to hone in on because there's definitely people who will approach you and be like oh I love the way that you switch it up you got range this that and the third I can respect that I feel like I can take you anywhere and you can fit in and while I feel like that's absolutely true for whatever reason sometimes other people don't get that vibe they want to pick on one thing and stay there and that's Mm -hmm. not fair that's not fair at all so um, piggyback off of that and going into her dating money bag yo for a minute. Do you mm-hmm. think that was a clout? You think it was a clout thing? Absolutely. I think that that relationship was never really sincere. I think that she was kind of still a newcomer because Meg has been out for a while, but it wasn't until maybe Big Old Freak that people really started to like pay attention to her. That was one of her bigger singles if you will because she still haven't really put out an album yet we've still only been kind of getting mixtape type things the closest thing to an album that she put out was a uh, Riller I think Fever Fever okay. is what it was called that started out with um, Juicy J produced okay, yeah, 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 yeah. and so that was kind of all around the same time when she was started being seen with Moneybag Yo, but then that fizzled out really quickly. And now we see that he's with Ari buying <laughs> Lamborghini trucks and whatnot. And K. Michelle, yeah. another tide of Memphis, is <laughs> roasting the hell out of both of them. So there's that. Yeah, so here's what I feel about that. So when Megan was spotted at Trey Song's birthday dinner party or something, you remember that? Uh-huh. Like right after the breakup with Moneybag or whatever. Um, and people were dragging her, yo, like, oh, she for the streets. Here she is with another industry nigga, blah, 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 this, that, and the other. Uh-huh. But men move on just like that. Like you said, here he is. Well, Ari buying her Lamborghini trucks, you know, right. this, that, and the third. Why they ain't dragging uh, Will from Girlfriends? I mean, Moneybag. Like, <laughs> the shade, baby. The shade of it all. They do low-key have the same face, though. Not even gonna lie. It's, it's the same person. Yeah, I saw something so funny the other day in my stories, and they had a picture of Will on one side, William on one side, and Moneybag on the other, and they was like, my LinkedIn profile versus when I show up. No, 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 not my LinkedIn. They said my... Um, Airbnb profile picture versus when I show up. And I thought that was hella funny because you do try to put like a good professional picture yes. on Airbnb so they don't try to call you out. And then when you're on vacation shit, you you relax. You know what I okay. mean? So I'm telling how you may show up to the spot. So I thought that was super cool. I was like, yo, that is legit the same person. But the double standards. Mm-hmm. That, that, oh my God, that kills me. Like, oh, she for the streets. So that nigga ain't for the streets. Like, He's What's definitely for the streets. He's running the streets. Most of the toxic men who scream out stuff for the streets are just men who have been hurt and never recovered for it and didn't do the work in order to heal and move on. So that's how you get into your toxic energy and the way that you manifest it. So you could either be for the streets in a Drake way where you still for the streets, but you tricking off on all these women and you're making it quote unquote sweet. Or you could be for the streets in a future way where you still tricking off on all these women, but you're making it as if, you know, you're so toxic and they want to be with you, but you don't want to be with none of them. Yeah. So Drake is the, is like you said, he's the sweetie. He's the sweetie. He's the guy that's super charismatic. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you just, you fall for him, but he's still toxic know, he, and for the streets. 
Right, he ain't trying to wife nobody. Uh-oh. And then you got the bad boy future where you just want to test drive it because, like, <laughs> right. you already know that it's gonna be some bullshit coming with it. Exactly. But you just you want the perks of it and you want the lifestyle. And you and we can all admit in our twenties when we were wild and crazy and flirty and super fun, we were attracted to shit like that. Like we knew that it was gonna be absolutely nothing, you know, like. Mm, this ain't yeah. gonna be nothing, but it's about to be a good damn time. You know what I mean? Right. And in your and 20s, you, you can afford time to waste yes, time. Yes, you could take a few L's. You could take a few L's like that in your 20s. So when I see these young girls out here doing it, I don't judge them because I'm like, yo, if social media was around as heavy when I was in their age, oh, you right. know, like we were having the times of our lives, you know. Yes, so, ma'am. Yeah, so it is what it is, you know, but I hate the double standards that come with it because just like she for the streets, William for the streets, FYI, you know, he for the streets too, don't do Meg, you know what I mean, just because she moved on and she's living her best life and she's doing the things that she needs to do to make it in this industry because men do it all the time, they date for clout too. Right, and then people can't be so quick to label pictures. Like, I mean, I've taken pictures with people that I barely know just because they've asked, hey, you know, do you want to get in this picture? Or we've been somewhere or we might all be in the same section. And the picture man comes around and says, hey, get together for this pic. Like, you can be around somebody and be in pictures with them, be in some type of social settings because you have mutual friends. And that's not necessarily a reflection upon the relationship that you actually have with that person. So I think exactly. a lot of her stuff, too, is people making something out of nothing because she said that she was never really involved with Trey, but none of that mattered because everybody still wanted to, like you said, go on their double standard stuff and say, oh, she for the streets and she's a slut and this, that, and the third when nobody has really came out and said, yeah, I banged Meg. Like, I slept with her. Like I Because have they haven't. Because they haven't. So here's the thing. I, I was Meg in college, too. I had a ton of guy friends. I was mm-hmm. hella popular, hella athletic. So, you know, you you always gravitate toward the guys because you're you're an athlete. And I play mm-hmm. basketball. So that's that's one of the things that I would have. And I love basketball. So I was always cool with the guys. I always ran with the guys. The popular, cooler guys always, you know, would contact me and hang out with me and my girls or whatever. And we would just have a hell of a good time. Yeah. And people... People automatically think you a bop. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not bopping. Like, these are my niggas. Like, these are right. my little boys. And if they want to pull up or I want to pull up, we're going to pull up. Right. And we're going to party and we're going to drink and we're going to dance and we're going to have a good time. And we're going to go home and they're going to go home. Ain't nobody right. doing nobody. You know what I'm exactly. saying? But the imagery, like you say, a picture or I walk up on you and you in a booth with this person. Oh, I automatically assume because guess what? You're an attractive girl. I know how I feel about you or how this is how the guy's looking. You know, they like, oh, I know if I was that dude, I would be doing it, which you probably wouldn't. But in that right. head, they like, oh, if I was that dude, I'd be doing this and I'd be doing that. And then the girl looking is like, oh, she probably over there because she, she, I'm saying she fucking with this nigga, mm-hmm. da, 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 not knowing it's just a platonic situation a lot right. of times. And that's time, crazy. They're not able to relate to it because their personality is whack. And so when you've got a whack personality and all that you really have to bring to the table is what's between your legs, then you can't fathom the idea that other people actually enjoy being around a person and wanting to talk to a person without just trying to get in between their legs because that's all that you have to offer. Exactly. Exactly. Part of that is a reflection upon themselves. And I believe the twerking, the imagery, whatever she's selling, that's her brand. Exactly. Because right now, Meg the Stallion is a brand. She's no longer just a, a regular woman or she's a commodity. Right. So anything and everything that you see from her, please believe is strategically sourced by her marketing team. Like mm-hmm. they are the ones outlining that and putting it together. And she has someone, she she posts some things on social media herself, I'm sure. But right. she has someone overlooking that and making sure that it's not out of control you know what I mean especially since she signed with Rock Nation because like me and you discussed already they don't play that shit right um and you hardly ever see any of their artists or 
at least or anybody tied to that label in some bullshit. Right. Like, I don't know what, what kind of team they got, but they got a hell of a team where they keep people in check. Yes, and right. uh, and and they don't play that. So I don't think that she would be putting anything online that wasn't for the benefit of album sales or marketing her brand. Like, it's all brand-oriented. When she twerking, she got these little short shorts on. This Trust me, that's her mm-hmm. brand. And she's she, saying she, stream whatever my new single is as she twerks yes. on live. And Make or she's working to her own songs yes. or she's making TikTok challenges. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, she's getting a check. Trust Correct. me. She's not on there just making her ass clap for the hell of it. Uh-uh. That's just not what she's doing. So I mean, so so this is the tea. This is like Queen Elizabeth tea right here. <laughs> like this is sip status with your pinky up, gold plated cup. I mean, yes. Fine, fine. Boston, Boston tea party type of shit. Like, who the fuck shot Meg, man? Like, listen, ain't that the question? I mean, it's the question definitely of the month. We kind of think that it might have been Tory, which I remember back in March, Tory Lane's being in her house during quarantine. And I, I remember like, that too. Why is he there? And then I was like, maybe they're working <laughs> on some new music or something. But I mean, you know, I'm pony status. And of course, you're a stallion. But even with my pony status, like, there's because <laughs> they say people. he's only like five, three, yo, yeah, five, three, I five, just, four. I can't be dealing with people. I can't reach it. They can't reach it. What are we going to do together? You know, so I had a guy once that was shorter than me, but he wasn't no damn five three. So let's correct <laughs> it. He was five nine, five ten on a good day, and I'm five eleven with heels that pushes like six two, six three. Yes. Sometimes depending on how tall the heel is. So that made him appear to be much shorter than me than he really was when really he wasn't that short. But I mean, Tori is like a tater tot, okay? Right. So <laughs> It's like but they say the tater tots pack a lot, and so is that what? And you know he's hella kinky, freaky. I mean, listen to his songs, listen to his music. So you know he probably doing in and everything that a regular nigga probably ain't because he got to go up and beyond. I mean, come on, right? You got to do something. He does have to compensate for his insecurities elsewhere if he's even, you know. Insecure. I think he's Maybe very. He's I think he comes out to me very secure. But I'm gonna tell yes. you what happens. What what also I ain't gonna say what happens. What also comes to me from him. I think he may have the Napoleon syndrome, oh, like yeah. a classic, like a classic little angry man, or the the man that feels like he gotta be the loudest, gotta be the biggest person in the room with energy Correct. because he's not the biggest person physically. So mm-hmm. he's that person that wanna be seen, that wanna be heard, like. Yes. You know, like, yo, I'm coming through with this. I'm doing this. Like, quarantine radio for me was the blast of when COVID first hit because yes. every day I was logging on, dying, laughing at him <laughs> and the people that he was bringing in. And that to me made me a fan. I mean, I like mm-hmm. his music. I thought he was talented. But quarantine radio, I was like, oh, this nigga's wild. He's crazy. Yeah. He's got a very big personality because even when I saw him, I think. During the Chris Brown concert, he was one of the opening acts. And I was surprised. I was like, I didn't know that Tori was like this. Like, he was a lot of fun. He just knew how to work the crowd. He was just crazy and all over the place. And so I could see why she would enjoy having somebody like that around if they were romantically involved. But that's she definitely... has a big personality. Yes. She has a big personality. She fills a room. So mm-hmm. sometimes that's not a good thing. So what I'm hearing is Meg likes to drink. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we she know throws this. the boat consecutively on tour every night. So they further let you know Correct. she likes it. My girl Meg, she can she can hang. She can hang she with can. me, dogs. She can drink. So they said Meg is a drinker. You know, they, they said alcoholic. But I don't like to put those type of labels on people because that, 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 to me, goes a little deep. Just because you like to drink and you drink often doesn't make you an alcoholic. An alcoholic Correct. needs alcohol to survive. Like, they're addicted. They can't go a day, uh, hour sometimes without having a drink. That's right. an alcoholic. 
someone like, who likes to drink and fix a couple of cocktails during the day here and there, that doesn't make them an alcoholic. So I'm not going to put that label on Meg. But um, they said she was drunk and upset because Tori was flirting with Kylie and mm-hmm. said some, you know, said she she was punking my boy out. Said, said Meg was, wasn't going. Said she was talking cash money <laughs> shit to, to him. You know what I'm saying? She probably did him like a baby D. You know what I'm saying? Probably punched him in the back of the head. You, you know, like who knows how that situation went down because we weren't there. And right. nobody is talking. But I mean, come on now. That does sound, because I mean, Kylie unfollowed me. Yeah. I think that it, um, I think that it kind of goes back to I hate to even say the Kardashian curse, but I do think that there's definitely problems that occur with any of the black women and black men, for that matter, who get wrapped up with the Kardashian-Jenner family. What the hell is it, yo? I don't know, but when I first saw that live, I saw a clip of that live, and I said, oh, I don't like this. And initially, <laughs> the reason why I didn't like it is because I knew that Megan and Jordan were friends and had, you know, gone back and forth with seeing them on trips together and posting yes, pics and whatnot. I forgot about that. Yo. Yeah, I forgot so, all about that. I was like, now why is she over at Kylie's? No but you one. Know, Kylie is a culture vulture, right? And now I felt she does like have the best surgery. She does have the best surgery out of them. I'm going to give it to her. Baby girl girl went from ugly duckling to the damn swan. She did. She did. Um, She she by far looks the best out of of their surgeries. Like face all that. Like Mm -hmm. she she, whoever did her work, they did that. Yeah. Um, But she's by far one of the most culture vultures too because she definitely I don't care what nobody says. She want to be us. Mm Mm-hmm. Badly, badly, yeah. From her lips to her her eyes to her poses to the way she carries herself to the people that she becomes friends with to the men that she dates. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you can say that for the other ones as well, but I just really feel like that about her because I think she does the most right um, when it comes to doing that at first it was kim and i think kim mm-hmm. was just like her protege i think going up growing up she always idolized kim yeah you know what i'm saying and mm-hmm. so i just feel like she she created a monster with kylie like yeah kylie is really something with herself and um and i they, know go ahead oh and they didn't have the difference of having a life before that you know what I'm saying? So when you look at Kylie and Kendall, they were already children when they came into keeping up with the Kardashians. Yeah. So they, they don't have the, the balance of the other family members because they remember a life where they weren't always on TV. For Kylie, when they were them, working they in the much... summer and they had jobs and things like yeah. that. Those two didn't have a job. They grew up, like you said, on the screen. Mm-hmm. So really, they have a different life and they were exposed to a lot different. But I mean, if I was a woman living in that social circle, I wouldn't have my man around none of them. Mm-mm. I wouldn't have even been over there just off the strength of, you know, what she's capable of. Because yeah, I mean, there's no telling up, what Jordan took, has told Meg anyway. She took Tyga from, um, from China. Correct. And that was supposed to be your sister's best friend. Right. So, you know, they all hanging, kicking it or whatever. Then next thing you know, that's your boo. Like, what the fuck? Right. Like, all so, types of code violations. Same with Trina yeah. and chloe over um one of those nba players i can't remember who it was yeah that's i remember they were all cool and mm-hmm. it. it's like come on now like they're not to be trusted I don't, I don't trust them when it comes to anything being around because because <laughs> because even if they don't want him seriously i think it's just a power trip for them yeah I it's just I'm- a power trip for them and she 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 if if she did anything wrong at in that time, I, I wouldn't doubt it. Right. Like if she, you know, corks him fl- flirting and openly were receptive to him and they because they said they were flirting back and forth and they said Meg just spaz, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um 
I think one of the things we all are like, what the fuck? Nobody has said anything. Like, this has been the longest. And it it is a scandal at this point. This has been the longest scandal to where you don't hear anything. By now, someone usually have said something on TMZ. There's been a text chain leaked or a conversation record. Nothing. Right. No charges have been filed against Tori either. Right. And I think that that kind of goes to show that it probably was somehow romantic because all she did come out and say was, you know, I was a target and it's not like I stepped on glass. No, I got shot in the foot like on purpose. And so the only person there with a gun was Tori. And then her bodyguard and her um, producer, Juju, both indicated that it was Tori because Juju said, you know, Tori Lane's count your days. And then he had to delete his tweet, you know. But that definitely kind of indicates that it was Tori that shot Meg. But then the question there is, why is Meg protecting him and not saying anything to foul charges? I don't know, yo. I'm just like, this is deep to me because for one, she's so she's she's expressing herself with everyone else like when drea made the comment you know i want somebody to like me that Mm -hmm. much if i try to leave they shoot me in the pinky toe or foot or whatever she said which was the Uh, bird bitch shit but i like yeah but i mean what do we expect from drea like you know peacocks a bird but a pretty one yeah you know what i mean (laughs) very pretty like you said a peacock it's Mm -hmm. a bird but it's a pretty bird you know a beautiful bird actually and but what more do you expect from Drea? This is the same chick who left her kid in the house or some shit. Mm-hmm. You know, microwaving like, kid cuisines, standing up on the stool. That, not kid cuisines. <laughs> <laughs> not to mention she was been in numerous relationships with numerous people, and nobody's ever. I, I, she just got. I don't know. I, again, it's Drea. Like, what do you expect from Drea? Right. So, but Meg read her ass, and I appreciate that. <laughs> but what I wanted her really to do was tear 50 Cent petty ass up when he posted that picture of boys in the hood and he put her face on Ricky. Right. And that was fucked up. And 50's always doing some fucked up shit that yeah! reminds us as to why he got shot up and that's how we met him to begin with. That he came on the scene talking about how he survived nine bullet shots and since then every day through social media he reminds us as to why people shot him. That's yeah. how I feel about is a Samoa, is like I had I don't follow him because Me if I did I wouldn't I wouldn't watch the show movie anything that he was affiliated with I wouldn't probably do it because he rubs me that type of wrong mm-hmm. all the time. So when I see stuff about him I kind of just keep going. But when I saw that I was like, "Come on, dog." Right. Like, you you running out. You got some shit you could really be focusing on and not Meg right now. Like right. you doing the most. Like, come on. That's hella petty and I just wanted to talk about, like, do you think it's cool? Like, how some people are kind of joking. Like, I saw Chrissy Teigen even made a comment or said something the other day. And Chrissy usually be making comments that make me laugh and be like, yo, I fucks with her. But Mm -hmm. that time, I just feel like she was out of place. And she definitely should be quiet, being that everybody's looking at her right now about potential child trafficking and having some pedophilia vibes. And she done went and deleted all those tweets. What? And locked her page. So, Chrissy. Now, they're saying that Chrissy um, has been involved in some type of pedophilia child. What? Mm-hmm, with the babies. And she done deleted a whole bunch of tweets, which makes it look like maybe she has something to hide. Wait um, a minute. Her kids or different? Just Just statements that she's made that were inappropriate about children over the years. Oh, wow. So I'm not sure what all the tea is tied to that, but if I were her, I definitely wouldn't be coming to spill anything on anybody knowing that my glass house is looking real shaky right now. Oh, 
Yes. So she's out of line. Damn, Chrissy. And I usually, like I said, I usually fuck with her because she's hella funny to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I like how she just speaks her mind too, you know, and don't Uh give a fuck about her social status either. So um I I I usually fuck with her, but the the debt for sure was something I hadn't heard about. And when she made a comment about Meg, I was just like, come on, that's the time and a place for the joke. It ain't time right now. Right. And I Um, think that unfortunately a lot of black women get tied into being the butt of a joke because everybody is being all sympathetic to anything that Kanye or any black man has going on right now. But when it comes to black women, it can be funny that she got shot that's not funny by any means. I don't care if she was on top of him stumping him out. <laughs> he shouldn't have shot her, period. So I don't care if she held her foot out like <laughs> old girl did on Harlem Nights. Like right. did on Harlem Nights and said, oh, shoot me, nigga. I don't right. care if she did that. Don't He shouldn't he have, done, have it. done it. And, and in my 20s, I was a hothead. You know what I'm saying? And I understand sometimes when you react to a man you cannot, I mean, you know, when you when you do things like that to a man, like you cursing him out, you in his face, you mugging him or you punch him or you hit him, how he reacts to you, you really can't control that. Right. Um, but she shouldn't have been there. <laughs> and I hate to bring up my boo Chris with that um, Rihanna situation, but you just can't control how people react to you. Right. Um, and it doesn't justify it and make it right. But you cannot control the situation sometimes, especially when there's alcohol, drugs, and emotions mm-hmm. involved. Like right. those three things are like a lineup for some shit about to get fucked up. Exactly. So, <laughs> so you know, it can go left real quick too. Exactly. Like you can be having a good time, enjoying yourself, and then some in your head be like, "Oh, bitch, nah," and then you snap. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So. I hate that for her because she is on a career climb and now she's having to take a backseat to handle that. I hate it for Tori because, like I said, Quarantine Radio, everybody was like, Tori Lanes, Tori Lanes, Tori Lanes. We were all on Tori Lanes. And now we kind of like sitting back looking at, I, you know, side-eyeing him. Right. I hate that for those two involved. Kylie, I don't feel no type of way about her. She, Mm -mm. It is what it is with her. She always back in some bullshit one way or the other. And she got enough money to where she can not have friends for the rest of her life and be okay. Right. But she just keep on getting little replacements here and there. Yeah. The little minions, the, the sub in here and there. Yeah. She'll buy a new friend tomorrow. Right. Like, and that's then why they she end up, up falling and out. Yeah. <laughs> that's why she hurry up and don't follow Meg ass. It was like, oh, another one's bites the dust. You right. know what I mean? Like, and who knows? She may have been on some petty shit inviting her to the party or whatever, anyways. Because, like you said, at one point in time, Meg was running with Jordan. Exactly. So they could have been on some petty, all oh, now I'm friends with her too, bitch, you know, type of shit. Exactly. You know how people do sh- little petty shit, want to take a picture video just for the gram or whatnot. But, um, did you see you that know, picture where Kylie posted right after it happened where she was on vacation and it was just a picture of her foot? Yeah, I thought that was super shade. Super shady. Like, why super would you do that? Super shade. Like, you could have just got to stump her out just off a of GP. And but, she probably will, but she's here. <laughs> like, I, Meg Strike, only reason why to me she has not really done anything super crazy probably is because she's under Rock Nation now. And like we said, B and J don't mm-hmm. play that shit. No, like, no. they got an image that they trying to uphold and they ain't, one falls move and she can be back somewhere else. So, right. I think that she understands that What's she's in a good position right now. Yeah, she's in a good position right now. She don't she don't need to fuck that up. But right. I just want I would love to see her whoop Kylie ass. Like I think that would Correct. be like a great fight to 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 watch. It's like her run up on her and just pop her in the fucking face. And that'll be for Jordan and everybody, China Black and China, everybody else that everybody. she done fucked over in the past. And again, no shade on Kylie because she, you know what I'm saying, the best surgery and she's done boss her ass up too, but she deserved to get a slap or a punch in the face because she mm-hmm. she been out of line a few times and somebody okay. needs to correct her ass on that. That's just my opinion. And I agree. She but Meg, check. but Meg, you know, um, we definitely hope you recover. You come back and give us some more good music. Don't let this hold you down, right? Um, because we know we know shit happens, man. This is life. 
we've all experienced some setbacks and some mishaps and some situations where we could have done things differently, but it's too late. Exactly. It happened now and you just get into recovery mode and you bounce back and you try to make sure that shit don't happen again. So thank you again for sitting in with me. You have any closing remarks? Yeah, thank you for having me. And I am so excited for you and your journey and us being able to collaborate. And I can't yes. wait to have you on Conversing with Kerosene. And I can't wait. I definitely hope that Meg gets it together. I mean, I can, I guess, applaud the fact that she is being as um, mum, if you will, about the situation right now. Mm -hmm. Because she could totally be playing the victim card because she is, in fact, the victim of a shooting. And, you know, have all his business out there and she's choosing to go the high road. However, I do yeah. wish that if she's going to hold people to a standard and say that we have to protect Black women, that she would start with protecting herself. And I understand yes. that there's codes in the street with snitches get stitches and all that. But if this man really did shoot her, like, point blank, period, <laughs> then maybe not you need funny. to find charges against I'm not laughing at the fact that she got shot, y'all. So don't think I'm sitting here playing Dr. Jekyll and Miss Hyde. Like, I'm yeah. not laughing at that. It's just, I just, Tory Lanez and Meg Thee Stallion, like, I'm laughing at the couple, y'all. That's really, it's, that's really what's cracking me the fuck up, to be honest. It's like, a lot to try to take in. It's a lot, yo. It's like that cartoon, I can't think of it, where it's the cat and the little mouse. <laughs> what is that? Tom and Jerry. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that. Is what it reminds me. It's like, damn, Meg is Tom and Tori is like little Jerry. And yeah. it's just not, it just don't add up. It doesn't seem right, but I At guess all. it works. You know what I mean? I guess it it worked. Maybe you they know? don't have like a real bomb song, like an album after this. They're going to give us some Carters. <laughs> I, I, you know. <laughs> a good little vibe. I, I, I don't... Uh, I don't know though, sis. I don't really think I, so. I, I, you know, we're gonna keep hope alive with <laughs> some good music from both of them, together or not together. And again, we would love to know what happened because like I said, this is some real tea. Like mm -hmm. man, this is some real tea. This is the best tea. At first it was the entanglement, but nah. This right here kind of trumps that because yeah. with entanglement, we kind of knew about that a little bit. I mean, we suspected it, you know. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like taboo for any of us, really. It was just like, really, everybody was just kind of pissed at August. Like, damn, August, what the fuck? Right. But this right here, oh, this, it's got all the elements. Yeah, this surprise. What? Tori Lane <laughs> arrested for shooting Meg the Stallion in the foot. Right. You couldn't write a better, better, a better headline. You couldn't. You mm -mm. what? <laughs> Like, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, so we got to hear about this. But again, thank you again for sitting in with me, everybody. This is episode three, Real Hot Girl Shit. 